of God is with you. And also with you. This is the good news according to John. There once was a man, his name was John, sent by God to point out the way to the lifelight. He came to show everyone where to look, who to believe in. John was not himself the light. He was there to show the way to the light. When the leaders from Jerusalem sent a group of priests and officials to ask John who he was, he was completely honest. He didn't evade the question. He told the plain truth. I am not the Messiah. They pressed him. Who then? Elijah? I am not. The prophet? No. Exasperated, they said, Who then? We need an answer for those who sent us. Tell us something, anything about yourself. I'm thunder in the desert. Make the road straight for God. I'm doing what the prophet Isaiah preached. Those sent to question him were from the Pharisee party. Now they had a question of their own. If you are neither the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet, why do you baptize? And John answered, I only baptize using water. A person you don't recognize has taken his stand in your midst. He comes after me, but he is not in second place to me. I'm not even worthy to hold his shoe for him. These conversations took place in Bethany. On the other side of the Jordan, which John was baptizing at the time, a story from the Gospel of John. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the first reading, we hear the voice of Isaiah, the same voice that Jesus would echo in the Beatitudes. I am sent by God to bring good news to the poor, to heal those weeping, weeping with broken hearts, and to release those held in captivity. The second reading encourages us not to stifle the Spirit of God working within us. In the Gospel, we hear the story of John being questioned as to just who he is and what he is doing. And he answers, I am thunder in the desert. Make the road straight for God. None of these readings tell us anything that we haven't heard before. <coughs> A little bit of math told me I have heard these readings approximately 25 times. <laughs> we have heard these stories again and again in Advent as we prepare to recognize the wondrous story that God came to us in the form of a baby. What can I say this year that might make the hearing be different? What in your hearing of the readings today might cause you a new spirit of God to be born in you? How can the same story somehow change the listener? 
we are hearing this story some 2,000 years later. And as followers of the way of Jesus, we may still feel like we are alone and that our voices are crying out in the wilderness. Each one of us who has heard the words of this gospel have seen the importance of John's witness to Jesus. Like John, God is preparing each one of us to hear our commission to clear the path to God for us to bear witness to the Messiah, to show the way to the lifelight, Jesus Christ, whose story is being reborn again this year. I realized that this year, if we work at it, we can hear the same story. But our hearing can awaken in us now and throughout the year the promise of that babe whose birth changed the world. The birth of a baby is always a miracle. Any birth changes forever the lives of those involved with a child. Recently, my niece had a baby girl. I haven't gotten to hold her yet. But without even seeing her, I know that she, like every baby, everywhere, holds unknown potential, unrealized promise. Will this be the child that discovers a way to solve some of our world's problems? Might she solve the riddle of a cure for cancer or some other sickness? <coughs> Will she be loved and accepted as the person she has yet to become? Can she some way save our world? My mother, when she was 90, looking at my baby granddaughter, said, just think, I have driven a horse and buggy, and I have seen a man on a moon. Where will this child go, and what will she see? This is the promise of every newborn. Someone once looked at each of you and thought similar things. They wondered at the promise of the child that they were holding, the gifts and the talents yet to be revealed. This is the challenge and the promise of our readings today. A child is expected. A child will be born. Throughout our liturgical cycle, we are given a chance again to hear the Christ child's potential. We again hear how Jesus' gift of love was given to the world. We again hear and see the ways to guide us to peace and justice. 
we again are given the opportunity to know Emmanuel, God is with us. We again are given the opportunity to build God's kingdom here and now. And he was born. Jesus' parents no doubt looked upon him in awe. They also held hopes and dreams for that newborn child. This child held promise, as all babies do, that things will be different. Will this child be loving and kind? Will this child do more than we as parents have been able to do? Will this child be able in some way to deliver us from the impression that we have lived with? When Mary and Joseph held that newborn baby, they had no idea what lay in the future, only the promise and the potential. Jesus' coming gives us hope that just as the church calendar has been reborn, we also can be reborn into a new year. A year filled with hearing the stories and giving our promise to do the work of changing the world. Each of us, as we hear these stories again and wait for the birth of the child, are given the opportunity to renew our commitment to the changes wanted in our world by Jesus. We, like John, can be the voices who often feel like they are crying out in the desert or change, but I believe when enough of us cry out, our voices will be heard. It is easy to feel overwhelmed by the world's problems, but there are small ways to reach out and help those in need. Jesus preached the Beatitudes as his opening mission statement. This is who we as church it's who we strive to be. The Beatitudes teach us to love our neighbors as ourselves. And if the world could only learn to love more, because we are all neighbors and live in the same world, what a change could begin. We can begin this change when we accept all others as equal, born, as we all were, filled with promise and potential and valued and loved by the same God. This is one small way we are called to help make the world a better place by helping others feel loved and appreciated. Just as John the Baptist gave himself to God and the mission that he was called to do, God is acting us, asking us to be reborn in our dedication to the mission that we were created to do, to build that kingdom here and now. We are called to bear witness to the one who's coming as a babe in the manger. We are called so we might be a voice crying out against discrimination and intolerances in our world. 
We can be a voice speaking out to correct the injustices in our world. We can be a voice crying out so that others might not see us, but see us pointing the way to Jesus. May everyone see the babe in a new way. See that precious gift of love that God has given to all people. In our everyday life, we are called by God to bear witness to Jesus and the way he changed our lives. Maybe it was by example. Maybe it's just a gentle touch as someone is feeling the brokenness of our world. There are as many ways for us to bear witness to Christ as there are people in a church. No one way is right, but what is right is that you and I have to find a way to bear witness as John did in the wilderness. We can repent or turn ourselves around and renew our commitment to the ideals called forth by the babe soon to be born and laid in a manger. Whatever your gifts or your calling, our readings today remind you to do as John did and remind people that life is not about you as an individual, but it's about pointing people to God. The road you have followed may be straight, or maybe not so much, <laughs> but you can still, like John, point the way to Jesus. John came not to show how great he was. His call was not about him. He came to bear witness to the light of the world. He was not to be the center of attention, but as the light pointing to someone else. We are all created with the light of special purpose to somehow in our lives bear witness to Jesus and his work. When you find yourself in the wilderness of the forever bad news cycle or the excesses of the holiday season, remember what you are here for. Remember what Advent season is about and point your mind and your heart to Jesus. As we think about what we might give to Jesus this year, we know what he wants for Christmas. It's a human gift, us ourselves, recommitted to living the Beatitudes. God wants us to give ourselves, and when we do that, we give hope to this world. God wants us to be people filled with hope, to be people who see beyond the brokenness of this world, to God's assurance to always be with us and guide us. This is the promise of the babe soon to be born in the major on Christmas Eve.